You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. What's up, everybody? This is Radiant Culture, and I'm your host today, Cookie Monster. And today we have um, a very, what can I call it? I guess a very timely um, topic that we're going to be discussing because I, I, I know this affects every single person out there, especially every single Christian out there. Um, so today we're talking about uh, the online church and um, what that has meant for Christians in general, what that has meant for the church, uh, the fact that everything is being done online now. We've, you know, obviously due to the COVID situation. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. And I know this this one affects all of us, um, or at least almost all of us. So I wanna I wanna uh, I'd like you guys to tune in and just to really listen as we discuss this. So today I'm gonna be co-hosting this together with the producer, the one and yeah. only, Mr. Kent. How's it going, guys? Yeah, this is the guy who's always in the background. He doesn't want to be known, but um, exactly yes, but he's the <laughs> but, one uh, who, when. When the presenters abscond, I'm forced to come behind the microphone. Yes, because uh, <laughs> T-Mac is absconded. She went on some excursion. We shall not say where she went. <laughs> uh, we actually don't even know where she went. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, it's all good. So Mr. Kent is in, the, is in the building. So this is the guy who keeps the engine while oiled and greased. And uh, so we, we appreciate him. But today he's going um, to be part of the discussion. And then none other than... Kuwaza! What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kuwaza is a man who needs no introduction uh, to Radiant Culture. And so, gentlemen, um, y- this subject is, is quite an interesting one. And I know there have been multiple conversations happening um, concerning this. But I guess, you know, have you guys been doing online church? In fact, before, before we, we, we get into the yeah, actual... Yeah, um, so um, for much of the year... Uh, we had an experience of online church where we couldn't meet uh, during the strictest strictest level of lockdown. And then when it was lifted, we were able to meet for a time uh, before we had to shut down again midway in the winter when cases went up again. So we, we've had the experience of online where all you could do was catch uh, services on the internet, yeah. uh, pre-recorded, uh, sometimes they're mostly pre-recorded, sometimes live. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've had quite an interesting experience but we're back uh, to in-person meetings because right. our numbers kind of supported uh, since we've been allowed by the authorities to have uh, at most 100 we've been back you know uh, ever since we've been allowed to have those meetings yeah Mr. Kent yeah well, I actually go to the same church so. <laughs> oh, by it's the way. been pretty much like that I, I must say it was it was pretty weird because I think I did two Two sermons, two preach. Yeah, I preached twice. Oh, by the way, these guys actually actually preach in church. By yeah. the way, so they're not like <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and well, famous, famous plebeians. <laughs> yes, as plebeians. You you had I think a bit more than me, but it kind of felt weird, you know, preaching to nobody. Well, it wasn't nobody. There were the sound guys and the video guys and stuff. So you had I, someone to look at. So I actually managed to duck. Those ones. Oh, you ducked those. Oh, ones. yeah. So, oh, so yours like, were in person. Oh, well, oh, yeah, in person. So the ones wow. like I, I had one way we we came back briefly. 
Oh, mine yes. was slotted in there. And then when we had to, during the time when we were out again, I didn't have any. To why, why though? Why though? I, I, it was just that way. I don't know. Okay. Um, because of the way that it was scheduled, yeah. the other guys were, were doing okay. the preaching. And, well, I prefer in person anyway because yes, yeah, my yes. style kind of lends itself to. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I need to see eyeballs, you know. I need to be looking in your face and telling you, man, are you hearing me, man? Are you hearing me? Get your life like, together. Yeah. yeah, the labels of your jacket. And, hey. <laughs> so, I mean, this, you know, th- th- this, I guess, um, begs a very interesting question, which is that right now we're like, Almost in a post, post COVID, well, church-wise at least, um, post COVID sort of state where a lot of churches are starting to reopen. Um, in-person, in-person gatherings have started. Uh, my own church, you know, we, we've also started meeting limited numbers and stuff. But um, the question, though, is this: that why does there seem to be this? urgency to get back to in-person meetings you know i remember several years back when platforms like facebook and others were uh, sort of on the rise a lot of churches okay let me say some churches were very skeptical you know you'd hear sermons about how social media is not good for you avoid it and all of that and now all of a sudden it's become the primary platform (laughs) that most people are uh uh consuming yeah. uh, the word and, and, and engaging in church yeah. through. So is, is this to say that the church needs to get with the program? Is this yeah. to say that we're a bit archaic in the way that yeah. we think? Um, we're not proactive? What, what, what would you say to yeah, that? I, I always have an issue with... Um, I, I guess the, there has to be a point where you, you, know, you come into it, but I've, the avoidance kind of preaching avoidance principle avoid uh abstain yes abstain but avoid avoid is um there's there's a difference between abstinence and avoidance Mm -hmm. and i think the church uh, seeing that abstinence is not as easy because abstinence means that you are in there but you're making choices all the time not to get involved Mm -hmm. and that's a lot more difficult than avoidance simply don't show up don't go to the club don't go to a place where you know that you might be you might have to make a choice between abstaining and not uh, so when we teach avoidance, avoid social media, and instead of teaching people how to be in social media and have the self-control to say, look, the wheat and the weeds, just like Jesus uh, in that parable was saying that uh, you know, the servants were ready to pull out the tears. You know, so mm-hmm. let's just get rid of this stuff. So no, 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 let the wheat and the weeds grow together for a time because you might just pull out wheat uh, when you're trying to pull out the tears. Right, um, and then the, and and I see that as a lot as a, you know a principle in some of the way that we teach is that we are so worried about the tears, but the the reality is the wheat and the weeds are always going to grow together. How are you going to teach people to to focus on the good and not you know get caught up in the bad? That's what we need to do and to empower people. And they've been forced into that now with social media because that's just the only way that you if you if you're going to say no social media and we're not going to do online church, then you have no way. Of mm-hmm. reaching your your people, yeah, zero way. Yeah, if you take away social media right now, take away WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, all those, uh, YouTube, you have absolutely no way mm-hmm. in this uh, COVID environment of reaching a congregation. Yeah, so you you have to have your congregation online. And so if you're saying that social media out of the way, then you are archaic and you have to get with the program <laughs> because then you're not a shepherd to your sheep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Kent, you, you're somewhat of a 
techie. Mm. And so the, the question is that, would you say that the pandemic and the after effects or the effects of the pandemic, uh, which is that, you know, people have had to be stuck at home. You can't go out. You can't do church. Large gatherings are banned. Uh, people have had to do social media church, basically. Yeah. Would you say that has been um, somewhat of an advantage for the church? Because I remember listening to, who was I listening to several weeks back? I think it's uh, Michael Ramsden, who's the current president of RZIM, was talking about uh, prior to the pandemic, um, they had to travel, you know, because they, they, they're itinerant, so they travel a lot to do um, speaking engagements and stuff. So he was saying, but because of the whole setup of the world right now, he's able to, he can literally have three different meetings in, in a day in three different countries, almost, wow, yeah. from the comfort of his home. <laughs> yeah. So he was saying we're, we're reaching way more people than we've ever reached. And... Um, we're making more of an impact than we've ever made, yeah. you know. So um, that, that's one perspective. Yeah. Then you, you also have people who are saying no, but you know it's been a it's been a bit of a uh, disadvantage because there's no in person. Um, the gathering together of the saints has basically been removed, and so this whole thing needs to stop. We need to meet in person. Uh, where two or more are gathered in my name, I'll be there. So we need to meet physically as the church. So where where would you say, like, would you say that um, the pandemic has been an advantage or a bit of a downside? Um, well, okay, so the way I look at it is, um, I think it's a bit of both. There have been advantages and disadvantages. Um, and I'll start by stating some examples for those before I then come come to some sort of a, an answer for your question. Uh -huh. In the sense that um, I think for a lot of churches, they've discovered that they could they, there's a wider audience for for their messages for some for some churches. Um, uh, some churches didn't know started reaching people that they didn't know. I actually heard of. Um, Soul groups for mm -hmm. like elevate church that are now like in in Zim like people like you know how people stop going to church mm -hmm. and I don't know if we could say it's a good thing because uh, that means uh, a local church has lost a member because I so I Steve know, Frederick is poaching yes, our exactly. people here yeah. <laughs> so people started like you know with online Steve, church stop poaching and and to be honest it's been happening to a lot of people where you're at home and. The first Sunday, you feel obliged. You go to your church's Facebook page and you, you check it out. And it's not as, you know, well done as, you know, Stephen Furtick. They've got the bells and the whistles because they've been doing, you know, live streaming and they've got money. <laughs> live streaming for, for a longer time. And, you yeah. know, most churches were trying to get yeah. uh, grips of it. And, you know, it was, you know, pandemic induced. And then you... You know, you know, you you get that notification that hey, Stephen Furtick is live, and then you just kind of switch. So you switch from your pastor to Stephen Furtick, and then you you're just drawn. And I, I've heard people who've actually now you know got in, and you know they'll tell you you know get in touch on this hotline or on these platforms, and they get in touch and they get involved, and someone calls them, and they actually help them set up a cell group and stuff like that. So they actually. But that, that's been, before the pandem pandemic, that's been Elevate's model. They've had like what they call satellite compasses of people mm -hmm. meeting in their homes, but they live stream the thing. They've been doing that for, for a while now. Mm -hmm. So they're very good at it. They're very good at follow-ups and planting cell groups through, through live church. So 
they would have never really had meaningful because these people are now having meaningful like zoom meetings with people yeah. in the states like their virtual cell groups people who would have never met each other and would have never helped each other because now some are sending relief for some people and that sort of thing those connections would have yeah. never been made if people weren't online because hmm. ordinarily i would be at church yeah um you know yes obviously you can catch the 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 recorded version of it but it's not the same as as participating online and you feel like you're part of part of it so the advantage is that those things uh, wouldn't have happened at such a yeah uh, um a rapid rate so okay. to say and then the yeah, downs- the, the, wh- downside the downside is that that um the, the the accountability is very difficult now because in person you you get to meet you get to s- sit down the discipline of i mean you yourself know how many times have we as 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 friends even yeah. not even as church people as friends you know we we struggled to set up i think we only had like one or two zoom stop sessions <laughs> you know stop yeah. stop exposing us man <laughs> so what about the church <laughs> so you have the the possibility that people will just fade away yeah you know and you know it's it's a hard it's it's hard to shepherd people mm-hmm. that way virtually you know what i mean trying to keep up with everybody whereas if everyone is at church you can see them you can you know talk to them after the service and that sort of thing but at home you also now have your own things you've got the kids you've got homeschool and stuff so you're a bit overwhelmed now to follow up on people virtually yeah. and some people use it as an excuse not to respond or yeah. not to pick up or whatever yeah. so i'd say that's the downside in that it makes discipleship a little bit tricky tricky yeah, yeah. kuwaza yeah. i'm going to throw this one at you thanks mr kent um so w- would you say as somebody who um is a preacher yourself yeah. w- would you say that this has been a blessing okay for the church right Uh, I've heard people yeah. say COVID <laughs> is the biggest blessing to the church, you know, it's gotten yeah. us to. So I'm just saying would would you would you say that um as somebody who's who's preaching the word, delivering the word, would you say it it really has been a blessing? Um so I'll I'll answer that from I think two perspectives from a theological and practical you know, perspective. Theologically, uh, as the scripture says, God works all things together for good, you know, to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So mm-hmm. Uh you will always find good in anything uh that happens. You can always see the good in it mm-hmm. if you look for it and you see how God is. So um definitely yes. But uh uh on a practical from a practical point of view, I'd say the benefits have been outweighed by the by the by the issues, the problems that have arisen and okay. maybe because out of the context I'm in uh the example you used about r is uh you know r z i m mm-hmm. uh you look at that you you look at the people that such uh, a ministry is going to reach people thinkers are the people who are mostly affluent and got money mm-hmm. so they can be online <laughs> you know they yeah. have a reliable wifi connection right um and the context i'm in is that you look at the views that you get on your um social media and uh if you know you can get an ego ripping <laughs> thinking your thing has only got 12 views or 14 views mm-hmm. but it's it's really because uh the people that you are uh, ministering to ego don't ripping. have 
Yeah, you know, you feel like so. Uh, look, at, and then you can, you know, this is the whole thing, you know, like mm-hmm. you're talking about someone else is going live. You just look at it for a second. You look at uh, uh, count in the corner uh, with that little eye there. It was live. It's like <laughs> Mac- know, Macandio it's like, has got 10,000 10, people, people online. Online. <laughs> yeah. you know, and we're not even looking at the guys are going to download the thing where exactly. once, it's, once it's gone, you know, uh, after the live thing. Yeah. So. Uh, you can feel a little bit spare. You can feel like you're not making any progress. Like mm-hmm. you, your 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 footprint is is very very faint, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual footprint, and that's because of the people that you are you are ministering to. The people, if you've got students, you've got young adults, you've got people who don't have an uh, an internet connection at home. If they do have one, they're on a limited mm. uh, what do you call it a package where the data is limited. So it's not like an unlimited thing. Uh, so uh, those kind of considerations uh, throw in the fact that uh, there are so many commands of scripture that you simply cannot, uh, you know, uh, fulfill. For example, uh, the Bible says uh, by the laying on of hands of those that are sick, yeah. people were made well. The very thing that you're not supposed to do is lay hands on anybody, you know, uh-huh. because it's yeah. against the guidance, <laughs> against the yeah. health rules. You're supposed to be one meter apart. And the church is not built that way. I mean, if you, if you look at even some of the analogies uh, that describe the church, where, you know, you, you look at the shepherd and the sheep, mm-hmm. how does a shepherd remotely shepherd his sheep? Like, yeah. just follow my voice. I'm over here. You know, if it gets injured, okay, uh, you, you bring out a stick and then you kind of do whatever they do from a, yeah. from a distance. Yeah. You look at how the Bible says that we're being built together as a house uh, in which God will live by his spirit. And if you had bricks that were socially distanced, that would be a very dangerous house to live in, you know. So, <laughs> so the idea is that it's it's, it's closeness, it's it's togetherness. It's uh, the church is at its best when when they are when there's as little distance between the people as as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, the pandemic has not been a blessing in that regard. Um, it, I think we've we, we've experienced more in terms of loss. Where it has been a blessing, I'd say, is that it has questioned. It has forced many to question the wineskin, if I can use that uh, word, or the model of uh, church uh, that they do. So if you are a church that likes to gather 30,000 people every Sunday and maybe uh, another fifteen or to 20,000 during the week, you're going to have to rethink seriously how you're going to do church. Uh, because, fine, mm-hmm. as you gave the example of the guy who's got 10,000 viewers, but his church, does has, uh, that's about what? And you're looking at guys, some of those people are from outside the country and all yeah. that. Mm. The congregation that's about 30, 35,000 strong, the vast majority of those people are not, are not online. Yeah. Um, and if people are having issues in their home, uh, it's not, you know, you, you can't do, there's some counseling that's not possible to do virtually. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to need to do, sometimes you need to do hours of it. Yeah. But then you, you are limiting your time to, oh gosh, this, that. So... Um, that has forced people to think about, are we doing church properly? The man of God model, is it right to have one guy from whom everything else flows mm-hmm. and everyone else is just like supporting I want us. I, I want us to come to that one. <laughs> All right. A little later, okay, later okay, in the discussion. Okay. No, I'm, so I'm just talking about the yeah. blessing in that, I'm just illustrating how yeah, yeah, that yeah. can be a blessing in, in, with regard to, we're having to question the way that we do church. Does it reflect what it was like in the book of Acts? Yeah. Um, and, the, and that sort of thing. I think that's where the blessing is. But, Mainly, I think it has been uh, it's been more of a problem than a blessing. Okay, uh, wow, that's you know you, you brought you brought up something that I hadn't really thought about actively, which is that we assume that everyone has the capacity to get online. Yeah. yeah. 
So we assume that people have data, people have Wi-Fi, and and yet, uh, for for the vast majority of people, it could actually be that they don't have the wherewithal to do that. Yeah. And so they're not logging on. They're not uh, tuning into the Facebook lives and yeah. to the virtual church services just because they can't. Yeah. Right. Because the economy, the, the economics, uh, don't make work. sense. Yeah. So, I guess from that point of view, it's like whoa. How many people have actually been left behind, you know, and how many people have totally disengaged from church just yeah. because they can't afford to, yeah. to, to log on for whatever reason, because maybe they don't have the device or yeah. they don't, you know. Wow. OK, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So I guess it's about are we measuring because the question then becomes, are we measuring the right things? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Are we measuring because we it's easy to measure likes. It's easy to measure how many people are logging on. Uh, but are we really what's being done to cater to the guy who is not able yeah. to cater to the person who's yeah that you can't really reach because they don't have bundles or whatever exactly. um then i guess uh, the, the next question i actually want to ask is um i find that the whole mega mega church model mm. um and i'm going to ask those of you that do go to mega churches to kind of uh, bear with me here as I say this, this is no criticism or anything. Mm. It's just mega churches by nature uh, <laughs> are like these big, what are they called? Um, I'm failing to find the, the, the word that I want to use. But a, a mega church by nature has to have, by definition rather, has to have many people. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. But now, because of COVID, because we're meeting online, that whole structure has been dismantled because you, you, can't, you can't have that. And I'm just wondering that, can we really realistically still have mega churches after this, this, this whole um, period? Because a lot of people, like Mr. Kent rightly said, some people are now tuning into other services from other places. Maybe some people have actually, and I know several people who've said, hey, you know what? I've, I've actually realized that I don't need to go to a big church. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm mm -hmm. actually okay with, with that with a smaller group of people yeah and i don't think i can still do the, the whole big church so i'm just wondering that what's what's this going to look like for big churches okay yeah so in my imagination um it it should hopefully it will look like it did for the early church um if you look at the church at antioch that's spoken of in acts some commentators say that they had about 200,000 plus people Whoa. mega church Hectic. that's just some some yeah some some yeah. scholars say uh, as many as 200,000 would would meet mm -hmm. so um but it wasn't like how we would it would be like they would meet and then they're going to homes mm -hmm. yeah um, so house church was a big big thing and if you read yeah. the you know just read the letters of Paul you hear him say, say to someone and greet the church that meets in your house. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, and uh, recently, I learned uh, that uh, that's a scripture that talks about a man who takes care of his family. Uh, that is a requirement of being an elder. You know, he must see that he takes care of his uh, family's affairs well. It's not, it wasn't just talking about his immediate family, but it could actually have also been applying to uh, d uh, extended family and even some people who'd meet in his house at yeah. a church. Yeah, hmm. so it would be like a cell group level kind of uh, responsibility if you like to think in our day, uh, in, in, you know, in, uh, in the language of our day. Mm -hmm. So house church, I think, will, will become important, will become key, where um, people will meet in various locations, or should do, 
And that means that you need leaders that are empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the big church, if big church was not, was okay, we can have a few people here and there to lead, but the head honcho at headquarters, the man of God, yeah. that's where it's all flowing from. Mm-hmm. If you have that, I think the, those churches are the, are the ones that are going to struggle a lot because the guys are going to meet and then it's going to be like, so what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. There's no one to lead this thing. We are waiting for headquarters to tell us what to do. Everyone's a mm-hmm. robot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that has to, um, it's a bit late to try and then train everybody. Although, yeah, at least if you get started now. Yeah. But that will require uh, the raising of many leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that can replicate what the man of God was doing whether to the same level uh, of gifting and whatever, that's yeah. another story. But at the very least, you know that people are being fed the word. People are being looked after. Someone is able to check in on someone and say, I haven't seen you. I have not, you know, you've gone quiet online. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? Do you have um, um, data? Uh, how can I assist? Yeah. I remember I received a message like that because I hadn't been online uh, for other reasons. Yeah. I was just like, <clears throat> I need time away from some of the discussions on, on, on groups. So I just kind of pulled out a bit for a yeah. bit. And then I got this message from a guy who was a bit concerned because I'm quite active on social media. Like, we're not seeing you speak. And so they didn't say, I'm not, we're not seeing you. They basically said, are you okay? And I knew it was because I was quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you need guys who can do that. Uh, and, and it sounds like something very basic, but believe me, it's, it's not. Mm. So that's how many people are actually... And you'd be amazed at the kind of people that are... are falling away so to speak mm-hmm. yeah. the people that you look back and think hey this person is solid They're the ones who pray aloud in meetings if you're going to count this person uh, who's a solid christian in this place who's mature you'd point at them but they're the people now that you're realizing that was shifting sand because yeah. they were standing on what the man of god was doing yeah. once the man wow. of god is taken away they have fallen away yeah so um yeah it's 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 a very it's a very interesting time for big churches they're going to have to... I think the whole thing of saying we can do online is a myth. Mm-hmm. Especially in Zim, it's just not going to happen. It's not mm-hmm. going to work. Uh, because even if you can do online, if you preach something that's heavy, and it needs to be broken down, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand what the man of God said, if that's the, you know, the mm-hmm. model that people yeah. have. Uh, he was saying this, but uh, that flew over my head, right? Mm-hmm. The best you can possibly hope for is to send your comment along with uh, hundreds, uh, sometimes thousands other comments mm-hmm. and hope that the moderators get to see your comment mm-hmm. and then the next Sunday before they start there's a question and answer and then your question is mm. among the questions that wow. uh, the man of yeah. God is dealing with, you know. <laughs> so, and how many, how many so, are doing that? Yeah, exactly. So what are your odds of, of getting your question answered? Uh, so you need someone who's on the ground who can then break it down and say, actually what was being said is this and this is how it applies. This is what it looks like in working clothes for you from a Monday to Saturday. So... Hmm. Yeah. So I guess this really um, brings our discipleship models into question. Absolutely. To say, 100%. as as churches, mm. have we been, wow, have we been creating disciples of Christ? Mm-hmm. If I can, can I even mm-hmm. use the word create? Yeah. But have we been focusing on um, so, developing people to become disciples of Christ? Yes. Or have we been building church members? Yes. Right. Or yes. P- people who are adherents to whatever our church brand or church message is, That's because it. ultimately, if all I'm doing is following my man or woman of God or my, my leader, then when when something like this happens, 
uh, then I'm going to have a problem if I'm not really Absolutely. being, being a, a, a disciple of Christ. Uh, Mr. Kent, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back to you again. Yeah. Um, so w- would you say then that when we... In fact, how, how, how can the church, given everything we're talking about now, how can the church embrace technology in a healthy way? Hmm. Because we have this situation right now where meeting is still a bit of a challenge. But Kowaza brought up some very important points, which are that the church... I think by by definition has a certain physical aspect, aspect to it that to can't it, yeah. be that can't be ignored. But at the same time, we, we're also living in this tech advancing world, and worsened now by the the whole pandemic. I'm saying, what what steps can the church take to embrace technology in a healthy way? Um. So yeah, technology. Um. It's useful if you have access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kwaza was saying, a lot of people don't have access. Actually, um, it's not church-related, but I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who owns um, uh, one of the, you know, uh, respected and sizable um, newspapers mm-hmm. in in the country, uh, and they they went digital before a lot of the other ones went and he said that he he actually gave me a revelation that their whatsapp readership is larger than the actual website readership it's because what they do is they now have a system where they take the content Mm -hmm. and copy it onto their whatsapp platforms they have various platforms because Mm -hmm. of the restrictions of the number of people you can have in a group or the number of people you can send a broadcast to so they have different like a number of platforms that they then use and they broadcast this Mm -hmm. and they get more feedback and they get more readers they get more engagement on whatsapp Mm -hmm. and to him it was a revelation that for a lot of people especially in this country their internet is whatsapp yeah because all they'll have is a whatsapp bundle Mm -hmm. you get what i mean uh if you now try to do live streaming and that sort of thing yeah you're gonna lose a whole chunk of that population yeah so i would say like in our local context you have to take those things into consideration when you're trying to 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 uh uh, embrace technology in the way you do church Mm -hmm. so i know there's a pastor who's got a church in Epworth who couldn't do live streams but what he decided to do was doing uh, WhatsApp voice mm-hmm. voice notes mm-hmm. so hmm. you have to look at okay what would actually work and will actually have some sort of impact to the congregation that I'm leading mm-hmm. yeah and then well thanks for that and then I think the other I'm, I'm then gonna because often when we talk about the church we're thinking about the organization or um, a particular um, we, really, we're thinking of church administration yeah. Yeah. often. But what about the church body, like the congregants? right? Because I know the church uh, administration has a responsibility to make yeah. sure that certain things are done. But I think at a congregation level as well, because we are the church, yeah. right? we also have a responsibility to ensure that we're being nourished, to ensure that we're spending time in the word, we're growing in the faith. And that's, yeah. that responsibility can't just be placed solely on your pastors and on your leaders because yeah. you ultimately you have to work out your own 
salvation yeah. as a person. So I guess I also want to ask the question in that context. I think the same applies. Um, and, and it's, you know, usually it's like, don't, don't, it's not about reinventing the wheel. Um, use the technology that you're already using. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually talking about this with Koaz, actually, funny enough, where we were actually analyzing that. Have you noticed that you'll have a church WhatsApp, you'll have a church um, Facebook and all your social media, and you look at some people and you look at the numbers, you know, mm-hmm. the likes, the views and all that, and you're like, just, you know, like the word you yeah. use, it's ego ripping. <laughs> <laughs> but then when a, a popular celebrity posts something mm-hmm. and you know how you can you can kind of see who liked this or sometimes social mm-hmm. media actually tells you that Kuda has liked this post mm-hmm. and you're like ah but he never liked the pastor's post or yeah. the church's tweet or whatever <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to think so it's not that they're not online they're online but they're engaging with other content yeah so, so I've just generally noticed. I, so it's it's actually more of a question than an answer. In that, why is it that as Christians ourselves, we mm-hmm. don't like to use the technologies that we have to, uh, you know, nourish one another, to break bread on these things? You hardly see. It's it's very few. I'm not saying they're not there. Uh, I mean, you do that a lot mm-hmm. on on your social media, but not a lot of people like to, you know, break bread. You know chat to people uh you know connect with people yeah uh, you know strengthen someone encourage people people like to show oh yeah, yeah. this is my new whatever whatever mm-hmm. or you know engage in in other content that's not um spiritually building so i don't know why we don't want to spend our social time doing god's things maybe maybe yeah, maybe, yeah, co- maybe I, Koaza can you know it's part of it is because of the way it's just habit and association, right? So um, if I'm on online, I'm online because this is where I go to get away from uh, work. This is where I go to get away from friends. And this is where I go just to find out what's happening. So it's like my escape. Exactly. It's my escape. It's been a stressful day. Zim is just, you know, I just don't have as much work as I would like to have. So what am I doing now? <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. For example, or someone's a student or, you know, so you are online. It's the, it's the one place where you've gone to escape. You're going to read all these or watch all these silly little things. Um, and the one thing you don't want to be doing there is to be talking about uh, spiritual things and, things, <laughs> and <laughs> things that make you think, things that, uh, wow, that was deep. Oh man, that was challenged. I was challenged. I don't want to be challenged. I've got to social media. <laughs> to be just, just, just to let my hair down yeah. in a way that if I don't leave uh, a footprint, which means if I don't like it, mm-hmm. I can watch it, but I don't like it and no one knows that I've watched it. So I can be anonymous yeah. and I can enjoy what I enjoy and I can still have my facade of I'm holy and righteous and I don't even know who Janimbi is. Mm-hmm. Or where it comes from or whatever you know what I mean yeah. um, so th- there's that uh, there's also the other thing where social media the way that it is designed has been that it's, uh, it's about uh, quick stuff quick fix so yeah. if your stuff is more than tw- two minutes twenty uh, two minutes and 20 seconds yeah. if it's a video you have issues trying to upload it on Twitter for example yeah it seems to have a limit for most of the, ma- of the material to 2 minutes 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go on, uh, I'm not a TikTok person, but it seems like some of the videos that come from TikTok, most of the videos are very, very short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you look at Instagram, yeah. the reels, 
yeah. fleets. Yeah. You know, it's 60 here. Seconds, 60 yeah. seconds is here and yeah. then it's gone. Yeah. Um, it's all designed to give you so much content. You can, uh, you know, consume so much in just like in, in 20 minutes. You've watched gazillions of videos. Yeah. And that leaves you feeling like you've got value for money. Yeah. Now come back to Christian material. Someone's <laughs> droning on for 40 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like this podcast. Another way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? But, uh, but uh, at least we can go audio. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're not as demanding. So in this 20 minutes of someone who's, who's uh, streaming, uh, right? And I'm told that uh, it seems like uh, it's, it's one gig per hour. Yes. Um, it seems that's the rate mm-hmm. of data co- uh, consumption. So I'm going to spend, you know, our sermons have always been 40 minutes. Someone is talking for 40 minutes. I'm watching that throughout, mm-hmm. right? And I'm having to pay attention. I'm having them lift up, grow, you know, uh, introduction. This was what's happening, the context, like we always like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was what happening when Jesus was doing this. And then this in the Eastern culture meant that. And then you're going to go into your message and then you've yeah. got your bullet points. You know, and I think that's another thing that I know we're talking about the congregation and why they don't want to do that. But also, I don't think we help them. Those that are content creators, <laughs> you know, we are just we have just continued in the way that we were yeah. before. Yeah. I saw another guy who had six hours. Uh, you look at it on YouTube. Six. Six hours. Whoa. Uh, just talking. Uh, hours. <laughs> I'll show you. Uh, um, wow. Yeah. Okay. Four hours. Six hours. And and it's like life has gone on, like you know, back when people could just meet uh, at a at a church, and then you know that from uh, eight to three p.m. Mm-hmm. guys are at church, you know, yeah. it's like church is the whole day. Someone is just taking that and importing it into social media, uh, into the social media space, and that just doesn't work there. Yeah. So you've got people who've got a short attention span who are always who are already expecting that all I want to get is two minutes, five minutes, mm-hmm. and then you're asking them to spend forty minutes listening to you. That's where you find that people might not want to engage with that content. Oh, yeah. um, and then I think thirdly is because of what's already going on. If I look at the local context, most of the spiritual stuff that I've seen that has engagement is when there's an argument about one uh, prophet against another apostle. Mm-hmm. One apostle comes out and says, I want to expose that prophet. Oh, and this is what they teach and uh, we don't agree that this guy is a is a is a fake prophet because you know they they belong to a cult. I used to be part of it, and now you know you've got so, so many people. So it becomes to more entertainment that, value yeah, than there's entertainment actual, value. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then there's like confirmation bias. Right. I've always known that guy was dodgy. Uh, yeah. And thank you for for vindicating me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of content that people want to engage. You come out here, you're preaching the true gospel. Jesus died for your sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what it means for you. You're now a new creation. That means you need to quit speaking in a certain way. You need to quit drinking. You need to quit doing this. And the way that the people are talking and engaging each other that are doing this to and fro is actually when you look at the Bible, guys, is this how we're supposed to do it? Yeah. But guys don't care because this is drawing a lot of attention. attention. And, that's what the, and this is what people would choose to engage mm-hmm. so once you're smart and they're talking humility is a topic you're talking about losing your life for christ <laughs> then you've got your three mm-hmm. views four <laughs> views <laughs> two likes <laughs> yeah. ego ripping yeah. ego ripping, it is. Man. yeah, yeah. And, and and you're right because we we we, we 
we tend to see it with this podcast because you know the numbers uh, well praise god that the numbers don't fluctuate too much but you'll see that the higher numbers go towards the more controversial topics right yeah. you know and then the lesser controversial topics you know the numbers kind of drop but uh my point what i wanted to then um say is that uh well, for for me, I wasn't just talking about, you know, people preaching and admonishing each other and that. I was just saying, you know, just generally, you know, just celebrating each other genuinely. You know, sometimes it's not genuine. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. You know, it's kind of like showing off sometimes on social right. media. Yes. But I'm saying, you know, you know, the, the physical way of fellowship, you know, how you can actually have a, a nice, good uh, fellowship with the brothers and break bread and yeah. stuff. Um I don't see that happening on digital platforms. No, but think about the is practical. It, is it yeah. because it's, it's impractical to do that? It is but, but people still have rich conversations ab- around useless things. Why can't they so, import that, that onto the digital space? Because in the digital space, if you're typing, right? And I'm just giving you something very practical. Yeah. Uh, there's, um, I'm pretty quick with my typing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are you, <laughs> playing on the ball. <laughs> Try to have a discussion with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you with these points before you finish yours. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, look, I only realized that because of my interactions on a Christian's men group. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, I, I thought that it's all so good. You know, I'm just. What kind of phone do you use? Uh, hey, hey, that's not that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> I think predictive texting has something to do with it, but that's uh-huh, another story okay. for another day. Okay. There, so I didn't realize that the there's guys who get crowded out. Simply because they just don't type as quickly as everyone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you are still forming your... You, you've, got, you've managed to form what you're thinking. Yeah. Now you want to express it. And before you've, you've gone... The, the conversation has actually gone on another tack. Yeah. And you're still trying that. to respond to when I've it was still that. talking about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that just as a practical point of view. Someone, that person is crowded out. They don't feel like they can continue to... And they, they won't, you know, co- co- contribute. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know okay. I mean? you so got a point. Yeah. There's that. And then if it's not typing, then you're going to do voice notes. But then that means I have to open your voice notes. You know, we have to open everyone's voice <laughs> notes. In a group first. discussion. And in a group, I'm, it doesn't I'm work. Not, I'm not going to listen to your voice note. This is just a cheesy. <laughs> exactly. And, oh. and the problem is people like this tend to send these really long you voice see, notes. For me, exactly. the moment a voice note goes beyond two minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, like, hey, listen. You're, you're preaching now, bro. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but if, if, if in a context where you're sitting in a lounge, uh, in, a, in a living room or around uh, a, a coffee you know, in a coffee shop and you're around the table, someone can go on and drone for four minutes and you don't feel like, hey, guys, this guy's been yeah. talking for four minutes. Yeah. You're engaged because there's facial expressions, there's gestures, there's humor, you know, and it's it's in the moment. So it's a lot different when it's on digital. I, I think some of it just just practical, from a practical yeah. point of view, okay. just doesn't work. That's, yeah. that's yeah. an interesting point. Very good point. Um, yeah. Okay, as we speed along here, because... Yeah, I know yeah. our time is is fast running out, and we don't want to have a long yeah. episode, right? <laughs> um, so, one of the things that I've noticed, and this is through my interactions with people. So during the lockdown, I was trying to just stay in touch with people, find out how guys are doing, uh, because I just felt like you know people need to be checked up on. Yeah, and one of the most interesting things for me is that one of the guys that I know. Um, you know, one of the guys from church, not really a friend of mine, but somebody that I just know from church, really chilled guy, loves Jesus, like the most chilled guy. So we get talking. I'm like, hey, dude, how you been? How's life? How's church? How's your relationship with God? He's like, ah, I've been struggling, man. I've been struggling. So the moment somebody says that, you know, I, I want to 
know what they mean by struggling. Anyway, needless to say, th this guy um, was, you know, he got lonely and then ended up going to some chick's house and then ended up spending the weekend there. And then, you know, things happened and then things continued to happen. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, then it just became a thing where they were just doing stuff, right? Yeah. With like, yeah. So, <laughs> so then I was just like, yo, how many people are actually caught up in that where just because they're lonely and yeah. they've got no one to talk yeah. to they they're either resorting to porn mm -hmm. or to something but sometimes because the church is not making enough of an effort to check up on them and i have to qualify what i'm saying because i don't want to make it seem as if the church uh has this responsibility to make sure they're phoning everyone but i'm saying uh they they just didn't feel like uh, they were cared for, right? They didn't feel like people cared where they were. And so they just did what they had to do because they needed some relief. Mm -hmm. So I think this is another important point that I think, you know, those of us that are leaders in church need to think about that. What what are we doing to follow up on people and actually make sure people are okay? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so guys just end up doing stuff, you know? Yeah. So now you've got this guy, this decent guy, I thought he was decent, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. who's doing some indecent things. Stuff, yeah. But... Purely, and he told me that, no, this is just purely, purely out of boredom. And I just feel like, you know, this person was giving me attention. And we ended up sleeping together. Um, and we've been sleeping together ever since. So how much of that is actually happening, you know? And um, how much uh, uh, do we have our finger on the pulse as leaders, you know, when it comes to things like this? And I think, you know, and can, can online church really address this um, in a, in a practical way is it even possible yeah so these are the things i was talking about when i said <clears throat> from a practical point of view you know there's just stuff that online cannot do um but also i think we need to be mindful of the times in which we live um because we are in the end times uh, and uh, the enemy is working very hard um i just want to remind you guys you might know the story from exodus should be in chapter 17 uh, where I'm not sure which army it was against though, unfortunately. I just know it starts with an A. I don't know if it was the Amalekites that Joshua was leading the Israelites to fight against. And Moses was in the mountain and he was praying. Um, and then every time his hands would go down, mm. these guys in the valley would start losing the battle. And every time he would put his hands up, uh, the Israelites would start uh, winning. Amazing. So the other guys who were standing next to him So okay, this is the thing. So let's keep his hands up and mm -hmm. as long as his hands were up. And th th there's something about that uh, that the church has lost. Because we cannot congregate, we're not praying the way that we used to. Mm -hmm. uh, and because we're not praying the way that we, that we used to, the enemy has, has had more uh, space, you know, more space to operate. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, a soccer team that has their best player that's uh, hobbled and has got a hamstring. And usually they'll shut down the space, but now because they, 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 they're not really 100%, they, can, they, they can't do that. So there's more space for the opponent to come in and do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. It's, so the influence that, so many things that uh, you say that this decent guy, uh, so, some of the time the protection was from the prayers of the saints. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Okay. Yeah, the enemy was being held back, was mm -hmm. being restrained. And now that the prayers have gone down because that's what's happened. We're not, the global church is not praying as much as they were doing before the lockdown, before mm -hmm. uh, COVID. 
simply because churches have been shut down and the numbers, when you have numbers and people coming together in the same place, you say, guys, we're going to pray. And people are praying in the spirit. You mm-hmm. don't know what you're praying for. Mm-hmm. You're covering so many things. Mm-hmm. When that prayer has been taken away, so much of the things that were being held back are now having freedom to move and do stuff. So you're going, yeah. to, you're, you're going to see so many more people, especially people that are, are weaker in their, in their walk or, still, or you're younger. Let me use that word. Mm-hmm. Younger in the walk with, you know, with God will uh, experience a lot more. Yeah, today I was reading where Jesus was saying to Simon Peter, he said, um, Simon, Simon, you know, Satan has asked to sift you as mm-hmm. wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, was, I remember reflecting on how Jesus praying that his faith will not fail was still not, uh, okay, not that it was not enough, but it didn't then completely nullify with the work of the enemy. It just kept his faith from failing. Mm-hmm. Because it still denied Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is after Jesus had prayed. Imagine if Jesus had mm. not prayed wow. for him. You know what oh, I'm yeah. talking about? Mm-hmm. So imagine that people on uh people were stumbling, were struggling when the prayers were there, take them away, what's going on? Hmm. So there's that there's that uh can I call it systemic issue that you cannot is that's not gonna be covered by going to uh see people more often, mm-hmm. uh phoning them more often. Because if you've had experience with these kind of things, you realize that that's sometimes you're doing all of that, mm-hmm. but someone that's is simply so. saying, you know what, I'm in this thing, I'm not, I'm not ready to leave, mm-hmm. I feel like this is, this is the way, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it, I know it's sin, I know it's wrong, but no matter how many, how many times you, you call this person, they're yeah. still stuck in that. Yeah. So it's no longer something that you can just deal with by simply, you know, always following up on them and phoning them and say, hey, where are you? Uh, can you? It's just no longer that. It's not a physical thing. Now it's spiritual, and it requires uh, that base of constant prayer, mm-hmm. where people are saying we're going to cover uh, the church and so on and so forth, and try to make up that deficit of prayer somehow. Hmm. Wow. So I've got a question. Um, so with all this, um, we don't know what the future holds. Um, if social distance becomes a permanent normal. Um, and we've already highlighted the shortcomings, shortcomings of technology. How should the church reorganize themselves in a way? Or how, how, should, how should we, what's the future of church for it to be effective, to have you know, effective discipleship, you know, effective fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, effective prayer, yeah. that sort of, all the, 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 key, the key pillars of, of what makes an effective church. How can those be sustained going forward, knowing limitations with regards to technology and that sort of thing? But at the same time, we have a pandemic that's, um, you know, restricting physical contact. You know, we talked about mega church. What's the plan for mega churches going forward? Uh, you might say, yeah, now there's a vaccine. Corona might go away. I mean, the flu is still here. That's, and like, it a has whole, that's like a whole other thing. There might episode. be another yeah. thing. There might be <laughs> another sure. thing mm-hmm. coming yeah. that will make even social distancing worse. We'll say, mm-hmm. hey, you need to be 50 meters apart or something. You know, just, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe in a nutshell and then okay, maybe we can... Yeah. I think I'll, I'll, I'll speak on that on two kind of, what you call it, um, two levels. Firstly, I think, first level is advocacy. I think we should not accept some of these things. We need to understand the under lying issues mm-hmm. you know like okay. like, yeah. like like you know daniel um the uh, these guys who are around him who are jealous of him didn't want to be promoted they went and told the king can you ban prayer and you should be the only one that people should pray to mm-hmm. right, for 30 days for a whole month and daniel 
was able to see that this has got nothing to do with, you know, with Darius. Yeah. Uh, so he continued to pray because he could see that this is spiritual and he could see what was going on behind the scenes. And I think we need to have that as well to understand that this virus is, seems to be designed to hit the church where it hurts the most. Yeah. You know? So we need to advocate uh, if football players can be playing games and the league has not stopped, we are involved in something that is way more important. Exactly. Than more yeah. So mm -hmm. we are in essential service having that advocacy and, and saying, if you're going to have uh, hospitals open, hey, Jesus said he came for the sick and not yeah. for those that are well. Mm -hmm. So we are a spiritual hospital and uh, the consequences are eternal. So yeah. we, are a very, we are in essential service. We, ha we have to have that um, as part of the strategy. We can't just say, ah, oh, this is a new normal social distance forever. Mm -hmm. No, we have to push back against it because there's, I don't think there's any way that you can mitigate completely what you lose mm -hmm. uh, when you then just acquiesce to whatever the government says. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. And then the second thing will be a bit controversial. The church needs to become more spiritual. Um, if you look at the church in China, this is their life. This, yeah. They, you know, in the nine, in the, during the cultural revolution, yeah. they're not allowed to meet uh, and all that sort of thing. They had severe restrictions. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you'd have guys and they'll say, we're going to meet, uh, on a day that the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, at a place that the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, at a time that the Holy Spirit is going to tell you. So oh, let's, let's meet then heck. and there. <laughs> and then you know immediately that by the numbers that meet on the day, who is walking with God and who isn't. Oh, it's stark. Uh, there's no, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, uh, this is an extreme example, but this, this is supposed to be our life. Yeah. This is how we, you, you know, you look at Paul saying things like, even though I'm absent from you in the body, I'm with you in spirit and I delight to see how orderly you are. You mm -hmm. have Elisha saying, and this is Old Testament, he's saying to Gehazi, did you not know that my spirit went with you when yeah. you went to ask for, when you chased that guy to get uh, uh, some illicit gains? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, spirit, says, my spirit, my spirit went with you. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is, you know, our new birth, the reality of that, how far have we pushed the envelope mm -hmm. to live it out? Um, why are we relying, why are we like the world mm -hmm. when we have become new creations with tremendous capacity uh, to do things on a level that, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I know like, yeah, that, that goes, people get into like, that sounds weird and, but yeah. it's actually not. If you go into the dark world, Guys, get, you know, for example, just to give you an example, guys get out of their bodies, they do all these kind of spiritual things, mm -hmm. and the devil invents nothing, you know. Yeah. It's all imitation. Yeah. You look at the, the, the saints of old, you look at guys like Elijah, you know, a guy, um, one guy was saying, look, I don't want to go and tell Ahab that you're here because if I go and then the spirit will just take you and put you somewhere else and then I'll say, but he was standing here just now, so I'm not going to go and tell him that yeah. you're here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of a yeah. conversation exactly. is that? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Elijah is, is you know, um, Jesus said that John the Baptist is the greatest of those born of women. Yeah. And anyone who's uh, least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. So we should be expecting greater levels of mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So yeah. I think we need to be pushing the spiritual envelope as well. We should be the vaccine. The church has to have the, you know, if... How many people, you know, people are mocking the church. Hey, the men of these men of God. And when COVID came, they also shut their churches down and people will laugh about it. And even yeah. Christians will laugh mm -hmm. about yeah. it. But hey, we are supposed to have the solution. Yeah. yeah. Who has prayed for someone? Someone says, I had COVID. The pastor prayed for me. I'm healed. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm -hmm. That we need to have that more and more as well. So yeah. it's funny. Yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, there's, a, there's a movie I watched. There's a series actually. 
um called the chosen i don't know if you've ever watched it chosen yeah. man the chosen is deep it's, oh. it's just about um jesus but um the way they did it was, was quite interesting and something hit me there's a time where there's a leper who comes and everyone just runs away and i'm mm. like you know in those times there were co- contagious diseases yeah. you know the social yeah, like distancing was, yeah. was kind of like when you see yeah. one of those guys yeah. you'll be yeah. like Yee! yeah exactly wow but then wow. Wow. everyone yeah. is shocked when jesus doesn't run away he goes to the guy embraces the guy and you know tells them look you're well wow you know and, yeah. and, and how, to me it gave me a glimpse of is this not what we're supposed to do are yeah. we not supposed to be like getting into this room with wow. covid people and yeah. you don't have a mask nothing yeah. it's like my brother yeah. it's well yeah breathe wow stand up you know Can that you imagine? sort of thing yeah, yeah. that yeah. instead of the sickness yeah. that's in the guy yes. coming into you yeah. the health that the is in you goes, goes into, into the guy, guy that's sick yes. Hey, ish, ish, guys, listen. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end it now. Look, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna end it now. But whoa, man! I, I think one of the things that I've also been thinking about is just my own, you know, my own walk with God and what it means to really be a Christian. You yeah. know, and Kwaza touched on Kwaza referred to this earlier, where he was saying that we're living we're living in the last days. And of course, I know that's been said many, 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 many times, but we really are living in the last days. And there are many things that the Bible has said are going to begin to happen as we draw closer to the coming back of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're starting to see some of these things happening. And I think for me, this means that we have to challenge ourselves as Christians to say, are we really walking with God? Are we really doing what we need to be doing as Christians? Do we really have a relationship with God? Is Christ really our treasure? Is he really our pursuit? Is he really the most important thing in our lives? Or has church just become part of our tradition where we just do it? And so our tradition has been disrupted by COVID. But what are we doing to make sure that we really plug into God? Because I think that's really what we need to be doing. So anyway, um, these gentlemen have touched on some very challenging, interesting things, but I think it's all stuff we need to be thinking about. And what better time to do it than now? So we're going to close it here. I think we've touched on some um, interesting topics and and asked some interesting questions. But I'm going to just encourage you guys to think about this, to really think about your walk with God, to really think about where you're at and to deepen that walk with God because that's really what what, what it's all about. Uh, But for now, we're going to close it. Any parting shots from you, gents? None. Okay, yeah, because you guys just, (laughs) you you just did it. Okay, so thank you for tuning in and catch you on the next one. God bless. Cool. Cool. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.